Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Tonight, um, we're going to hit a few topics. We're going to talk about public school versus um, private school and get an understanding if one is better than the other. We're going to reach into this whole thing about skilled trade and going to college, you know, uh, talk about whether one is better than the other. And then we're going to also step into this realm of this uh, this college admission scandal and see you know, kind of the feeling behind it. Um, and, and I mean, I, I have a feeling about it, but I want to talk to my guests about it as well. Since she's an educator, I want to, you know, figure out, um, you know, what's the feeling behind it and see if my feeling is on point with her. So I want to get started first with um, private school and um, public school. And Annery, so you, you've been in teaching for a while and I know people tend to say that one is better than the others, but what? How do you feel about public school versus um, um, private school? Like, do you do you say one is better than the other, or, or what's your take on it? I don't think either is better than the other. It's just a different um, way that each parent can decide to educate their children. Um, private schools are, you know, very hard to get in because it does require money, versus public school is open to the public for people and from different socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, to say that private school is better is just a big insult to the teachers that actually teach in, in public school, which are very good teachers getting the same degree, same certifications that teachers are getting in private school are the same teachers that are also in private school and public. And so, so, and so why would you, why, why do you think people say that automatically that a private school is better than a public school? People say because just how the whole the whole the way the system is set up in a private school, you know, smaller classroom size and the curriculum is different. You know, they learn different aspects of life. You know, because they have more funding and they have more resources that they can do other curriculums versus public school. Though they do get resources, not enough to accommodate all the children because the the ratio is different. There are more children in public school than there are in private school. So a lot of the funding that go, a lot of the funding that they get from private investors and private 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 donors, go to you know nourishing and, and helping each student each student grow each student grow in the in the private school, versus you have public school where you have overcrowded and and it's a lot for a teacher to take and the resources though, it's the same in the federal standpoint. Going to a smaller city in different cities, a lot there's a lot of a lot of funding that fall through the crack, and there's a lot of lack of resources. There's a big prime example. Uh, I live in a small town in Gaffney, which is Cherokee County School Systems, and you know, all the schools are now giving laptops to each of the students so they can work because you know technology has advanced. And the difference is, my daughter's their laptop is. Uh, a Dell, really small Dell, cheap laptop. Not saying that Dell is not a good laptop to own, but it's small. And then the school I teach at, which is a almost like a charter, which is private public school, they have Apple. Okay. Laptops. Okay. So that so that so that's a difference right there. Yeah, right there. Just just in terms of resource. Now that same computer gets you to the same internet, gets you to the same education, gets you to the same sites. Right. But that's just right there. One difference in, in, in the money, the money wise that's going on, and right. and I think the people that can afford private school think it's a good thing, and they think that's the only thing. And the people that can't afford it even sometimes like envy it at, at times. But I think that they're both good depending on, on what the ultimate goal from each parent is to their child. 
Right. I I admit that if I had if I had more money, I would consider putting my children in in private school. But then in the long run, when I actually consider it, children still get good education in public. There are still good teachers. I mean, I I, I, I would have to agree. I mean, because when I was in public school, um, I learned a lot. And um, I know some people will say that they think that just the the difference of um, of like real life situations, like, you know, you, you'll get those real life situations in private school versus um I mean, you'll get those real life situations in, in public school versus private school. So some people think that, you know, the reality of um, public school is a little bit more enhanced than it is in, in private school. I mean, would you would you would you agree to that or, or no? Yeah, I mean, because you got to think um, the kids that can, the kids that are in um, the private schools come from an affluent background. Right. Even And then there are some that, you know, are able to go there because, you know, their parents although they don't come from an affluent background, able to get them there. But I think the one of the good things about being in a public school setting is that you, you meet people that are from all walks of life, from all different kind of socioeconomic backgrounds, and right. that also prepares you for the real world because that is what the real world You're going to meet people that are in different backgrounds, come from different worlds, different cultures, different languages, just different ways of viewing that same world. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, what would you say? I mean, would you, would you say that there's more, that, that there's more of a reality, um, with, um, with, with, with public school than it is private or would you say they, I mean, one would be different than the other in terms of what reality looks like? I think they each have their pros and cons as far as reality. Um, the, the, one of the benefits about private school is that the extracurriculum, you know, that they don't just teach math, science, um, history. They, they also add, add on curriculums that prop, the public schools wouldn't have. And that's something enriching that can help them in their life. You know, that, that that's something good, uh, the pro and private. And then I think I think what, pro, what public school teaches um, the children that go to public school is something called a hidden curriculum. It's something that you just learn without the teacher teaching you by being around these different people from different walks of life. That's okay. a hidden curriculum right there you. in public school. I got you. That makes sense. I mean, and that would be that would be the 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 learning from the different kids in the, in the different neighborhoods and learning some of the stuff that they dealing with. Yeah, at home. Yeah, that would make sense. That that would, I like that hidden curriculum. I like that. That. That makes it like so. So it was a lot of kids that 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 learned that hidden curriculum because I would have to say I was one of those kids who got that hidden curriculum because I was in the I was in the Catholic school. Um, it was private, um, but for me, I just necessarily did not like the setting. For me, I mean, it was just not. I, I was not vibing with it at all, and I mean, I wasn't there a, a long time. But I think my mother would just was like, you know what, I'm paying too much money for him not to be getting, you know, his full benefit out of school and, you know, just put me in, in, in public school. And once I got to public school, it was a little different. The setup was a little different. And we had a little bit more freedom, you know, than we did versus the um the private school um setup. But, I mean, it was teachers who cared about us. They wanted us to learn. They didn't want us to fail. Um, then, you know, they would talk to our parents and let us know, you know, where we may need help in or whatever the case may be. And, you know, even with a parent who who's a single parent, I mean, if you work in two and three jobs, 
how can you come home and study with your kids or go over to work with them when you're not home? So it just doesn't happen. So a lot of kids don't have that structure where it's set up for you to, you know, sit down and do your homework and have somebody basically go over it with you or make sure you got it done. So, I mean, for me, I feel like, you know, like you said, it's pros and cons about both, but I feel like it still has to do a lot to do with the child in general and their um, fundamentals and, and how they are set up because if they're not, you know, they don't have a strong foundation, then nine times out of 10, that, that follows them to do school. But if they do have a strong foundation, then I think they can be successful in, in, um, in public school and private school. I mean, like you say, if you can afford it, it's cool, but I don't necessarily agree with private school being, you know, better than public school, but I'm reading this article. Um, and it's, 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 it's somewhat interesting. Um, it is from the National Association of Independent Schools, where they say that 77 percent of private school graduates go to college, complete their four year degree on time, compared to 64 percent of public school grads. You know, um, you know, they graduate, but they have, you know, economic challenges and they don't always you know, graduate on time. And so in that perspective, I mean, even the number. 77% versus 64%, it's still a close margin. So it's it's still hard to say which one is better than which. And I'm glad that you touched on the point that, that these parents that have to work two to three jobs, single mothers, or even like parents that still have to, both parents are home, but they're not home. Um, take me, for example. I grew up in a home that my parents didn't speak English well. They could barely, or they were barely going to be able to help me with my homework. And I still thrived. You know, I still learn. I still push myself to um, understand this. And it was hard because I didn't have that either. So saying that um, because the public only 64 and then the private 77, I agree with you that it's a small margin because it is not just the school setting that is going to actually make the success of each student. Right. There's a lot of factors that go into that success. Right. And, and that factor has to do a lot with the home and a lot to do with the individual. Yes. Uh, so, yes. like, because you have these um, rich kids that go to these private schools and do absolutely nothing with their lives. We gonna we gonna we gonna touch that. We gonna touch that. But you're right, though. You're right. I mean, because I feel like a lot of it is, you know, um, how how a dip, like you said. Well, well, like we like we said, a difference of foundation, difference of how. The, the family dynamic is set up. It's just totally different. You know, some family dynamics is set up where private schools um, is a family tradition. You know, it's, it's family driven. We already know who your dad is. He's on the board of trustees. So we got to let you go to this school. And if you don't do right, that well, that yeah, we can fly you in. We can get you some tests. You know, we can, you know, but in public school, it ain't like that. So that's why I feel like public school does give you, you know, or so to speak, prepare you for the real world versus private school. And I'm not saying private school doesn't prepare you because I know they probably do on another level, you know, um, but I'm just saying as far as, you know, reality. Um, and, but see, the thing about it is that people don't realize that in the school setting, 25%, um, 25% of what you learn is verbal. The rest is nonverbal. So out of all those classes you take, out of all those things you take, you're only going to absorb 25% of that verbally from the instructor, from the classes you take. The rest of your education that you get within the school is going to be nonverbal. And that's where private public school thrives because they're going to learn by doing. Right. 
That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you put it that way, that makes a lot of sense. That may, and so take me take me take me through um the real difference of um you know the the charter school. You said that it was a little different. You said it's a mix between private and and public school. Right. So the school I teach the school I teach in is like a mix. Charter school is like a mix between private and public. So you're gonna have the the public funding, but then you're also gonna have other um other funding from private donors from people just you know that you you fund from and it but the thing about it the thing about charter school is that's a lottery so you have to like be in a waiting list and you have to like pretty much win the lottery to get in and once you get in you're in and it's like you're all enriched the school i teach at is in Spartanburg's meeting street academy and their focus is they built a school in charleston and they built it in, in the area where the social economic background is very low. You're talking about low end income. Um, parents didn't have much job, and you, you're talking about for kids that are coming from poverty. So they're already set up to not be able to actually amount to much because of their background. So right. when they, they they built the first Meeting Street Academy, they did it for that because the affluent you 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 never see a school in a in a in a school in, a, in an area that's very low socioeconomically okay. thrive. You always see them with lower, like lower standards, lower funding. You always see it bad. You can tell the difference from a school in an affluent area. You can tell the difference. So what Media Street did, it became one of those and they started making funding. So what they ended up realizing that these students were starting to raise that bar. Okay. I think these students that finished Media Street Economy, 84% of them finished college and went out to, to, to make more money than they would if they would have stayed in the normal school. So Meeting Street Academy, their curriculum is focused on every second counts. And they have two teachers in every classroom. Oh, that's what's up. That, 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 is, that is what's the benefit of it because you've got a lot of teachers that are overwhelmed with these big classroom sizes. And we have to admit, why is it that the daycare standards, you're not allowed to have more than five kids per person? But in a school, a classroom can have 25 to 27 students for one teacher. Right. I mean, I know when I was in school, we used to be mobbed up. It'd be like 25, 30 of us in one class. And you wouldn't have any more desks, and they'll just bring more desks in the corner. And right. they were all. And so the, the, the benefit is you have two full-on teachers, not one teacher and one teacher's aide. You have two teachers trying to serve. And I think. I feel like we shouldn't open any more charter schools. I think we just need to revamp the ed the public education system. Learn from these techniques and actually put them into our schools. Right, and just and just invest more of what yeah. the charter schools are doing and put them back into the public schools. That makes sense. I mean, I, I mean, and, and to me, if in the long run, what you're thinking, like we're already paying these taxes for the education. Right, that's what I was going to say. The education learning. So if you're paying private, aren't you paying double for the same education? That it would sound like it, it would sound like it. Which I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, don't want to have to necessarily end up doing that, but you know, it kind of is what it is. That's that's. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I guess for me, you know, um, I, we we went through this whole lottery thing with my youngest daughter recently, and I I hadn't, I hadn't gone through the lottery part and so it kind of threw me off a little bit but it, we had to go to open houses we had to do all this stuff um and it, it just it just made me think more about you know education overall and how much um you know parents want to see their kids you know be successful and, and at what rate 
where they go and they go to these schools, they do these open houses, they get on these lotteries. These lotteries say, hey, you know, we picked your child, but if you pick this school, then you can't pick this school. Or if this school didn't pick you, then you have to go back on the list and then there's no opportunity or no chance uh, for certain that this school is going to pick you. So it was just, I was just like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so it was yeah. just... It was a little, it was a little stressful, um, just a little teeny bit, but it takes me right into, you know, after that private school and, and, and public school thing is over with, now they got to go to college. And some people will say that, you know, going to college is better than having a trade. And then some people will say, well, no, nah, I don't believe in that. You know what I mean? But I'm looking at another article from the National Center for Education Statistics, and they say that a person who um, graduates with a bachelor's degree um, makes $16,900 more than a person who has a high school diploma. And so, I mean, I feel like just because that's the statistic doesn't necessarily mean college is better than trade school because I know a lot of people who have skilled trade and, they, and they're thriving. Like, they're, they're thriving in that trade versus some people that went to college, you know, went to college for you know, um, accounting and they work at giant, you know, in the human resources department or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, even when I went to school, you know, um, when I was in high school, a, a guy basically told me not to go to college, like flat out it was like, Kevin, look, I know, I know you smart. I know you want to go to college and, you know, you know, get the experience. He said, but man, but you do not have to go to college though. You can go to our school test, um, you you can do our curriculum. I think it was um eighteen. I want to say it was eighteen or nineteen months, something like that. And he was like, "We can guarantee you that you'll have a job when you get out." And this, that, and the third. And I mean, the the, the three years I was at Delaware State, and you know, just the ups and downs, financial a having to move off campus, having to work and go to school, and you know, all of that. I mean, you know, it, it comes into play with the public. Or, 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 or private school because it's like if I had the foundation in high school I could have eased through college but I didn't have the foundation so I kind of had to work at it even more but I didn't have a lot of of, of the experience you know um, in, um, in, in public school because I didn't have a lot of foundation if, if that makes sense so when I got to college I had to work even harder you know to, to kind of make it work and so it just seems like um, I mean I I would say for me, for, for people that I know now, you know, I'm not going to say everybody didn't have the, the, the good college experience because I know a lot of people who did. But I do know a lot of people who have skilled trade and and they they they've been making money since day one. Now, so they saying that, you know, sixteen thousand nine hundred dollars more than a high school diploma. But what if within that first year you may be making sixteen thousand dollars more? But after that first year, this person is a is a plumber or electrician and he go through his first uh, however many months of training to become an apprentice. But when he come on and he got his, um, his license or his certificate, he's good. Now he's making way more money than you. So it's like, is, is, I mean, do, would you say that skilled trade would be better than going to college or, or would you say college is better than skilled trade? Just like private and public, it's like not <laughs> college and trade school is not all size fit all. Right. You know, it all depends on what your ultimate goal is at the end that you want for yourself. I myself, being a teacher, obviously college is the road. If you want to be a doctor, college is the road. And if you want to be a lawyer, and if you want to be a, a hairstylist on your own salon, you know, trade school. There's a lot of um, you 
you know, trade school that actually help people be become entrepreneur. And I think what what we fail in the school system, as far as trade school, it's not promoting it as much as we promote college because right. there's a lot of different. Um, work avenues in this world. It not is. everybody can be a teacher. Not right. everybody can be a doctor. There's Correct. so much more jobs Correct. that require trade school. So right. I think that that's where the missing link lies. You know, like right. we're all college, 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 but not trade school. And there's so many jobs in there. Right. And I mean, like, and, and like you said, depending on what that avenue is of 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 career, you know, you wanna you wanna pick. You, then you got to look at what avenues. They are that they have, but I mean, just for me now, just knowing the, 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 the way that, I mean, they say student loan, student loan debt is like the number it's one debt. I mean, yeah, it's the, even be credit card debt. man, <laughs> I mean, you feel me? Like, and, and, and you see how you laugh when you said that, that's some real shit that, that, yeah. that, that student loan debt is higher than credit card debt. It's like, we want our money, dog. You went to school, you got your little degree. All right, that's all well and good, but we want our money though. And they want their money. I remember I was on the phone one time with this lady and she was basically like, you know, we don't care how much money you make. We don't care. You know what you can send us. We need our money. That's a debt that you owe, and we need that. And I was like, "Well, dang, what if I die?" She was like, "Well, then we'll need a death certificate." I was like, "Good gracious!" So to me, that's how serious it is. I mean, that's how serious it is with this student loan debt. And I just think sometimes, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth, you know, I mean, is it worth having to pay all that money? I mean, it's people that I know that's been out of school. I mean, hell, let's say you know, 15 years and they still owe forty and fifty thousand dollars in student loans. Right. And not even teachers, um, when they finish teaching in order for them to get like the um student loan forgiveness, they have to teach in one of the poverty stricken schools. And then that's how they, that's like one one way they could um get rid of some of their student loans, but you would have to work at a I'm not saying bad, but it's not it, it's it's, you know, not the best situation. Not the best situation. Not the best right. teaching environment for you. Right. Not saying that the because I've seen the teachers thrive in those kind of environments. Right. But most teachers, when they when they start teaching, they want to be you know like at that school where they can make an impact to the child, where they can see that child grow, where those test scores can be can show just how much work you worked throughout that year. And I mean, for teachers, that's a reward see our children actually grow and learn and and this all teachers can agree on the ultimate goal for us is to be able to reach our our students and to and to be able to see them just reach as high as their potential can can get them, as high as their potential is supposed to take them right. and that could look different on everyone you know because my highest potential uh, my high potential could be different from the next person's high correct. potential. That's correct. So, I mean, it's not going to look the same for everyone, but as long as you're not doing something with yourself, because can you imagine mm -hmm. the educators for, um, for like, like the Unabomber, who was a highly educated person, can you imagine how his educators felt about the, uh, what, he, what he ended up doing? Right. And I, you know, that's a big impact on teachers because you got to think, taught this student yeah pretty much <laughs> and what yeah and what, what they become yeah kind of makes us feel like well you know like we have something to do with it but you yeah know, 
that's a different aspect of the whole teach education system. Right. I mean, but it just says that the bachelor degree in the United States is is roughly about one hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars. And also nowadays, the bachelor's degrees is almost not equivalent of having a high school diploma. Right. Now it's like two degrees. Like now, people want you to have that master's. Right. So right. More degrees, so that's more. Right. More debt. More debt and more, you know, more, uh, more of a challenge to get through school. Okay, you got you got halfway there now. Oh, you you got your bachelor's. Oh, now we need you to get your like master's. They move, this, they move the finish line even. Yeah, as that right. That that that, that that's perfect. Progress. That is perfect. And and so I'm reading something and it says um the the National Institute of Education statistics says that it estimates that 40% of attendees of a four-year college drop out before even getting their degree. That's I mean it's like you paying all that money to go to school and then you don't even get it. And guess what? I'm 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 in I'm I'm in that percentage right there. That forty percent. I'm in that forty percent. I mean I, I didn't I didn't get my degree because of 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 of, uh, of a of a family emergency, so to speak, you know, and didn't never didn't never turn around to go back. But I mean, you know, either way I, I'm in that percentage. And it's people that go to college, spend their money and don't graduate. And but then you got yeah, people the thing is because society keeps pushing you to go to college without knowing what you really want to pursue or without giving you the equipment. I'm not saying that's your, that's your case, but not not giving you that equipment to actually succeed. How many colleges actually care what's going on in your life other than just getting you in that in that classroom, getting that money from from your student aid? Mm. And, so it's like how many colleges actually are like reaching out making sure these students are okay? Very few. Very few. I mean, it's 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 kids it's kids that go through it and, and graduate and 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 you know spend the same amount of money, but they don't end up at that job that they wanted. I mean, they got to go through internships that's not paid. They got to do all this stuff to get this dream job. But I, you thinking that you go to school, you get this degree, and that's it. But then you go on the job interview, and they was like, "Oh, you don't have no experience." And that's the thing that got me was. Once I came home and I dealt with the family issue and then I started working, it was like I was gaining work experience. So if I if I worked at one job for, you know, two or three years and then was looking maybe looking for another job or wanting to do something different, then they look at my resume and it's like, oh, this man got work experience. Not yeah. not graduating from college and then just, you know, oh, I want a job. They're like, well, what's your work experience? Oh, I don't have none. I, I was told I had to go to school and go to college and then I'll get a good job. And and that's not that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? So that's I mean, to me, that's crazy. And there's a lot of people sitting out here that are straight out of college, graduating and not able to find jobs. And it's because everybody wants to go for that one degree, just the same degree. And then job field you gotta you gotta look at what the demographics is in that job field what how like everybody asks me you want to be a teacher you know how much they get paid you know most teachers get go in and knowing that we're not going to get paid much and and there's something else that i'm reading too it's something else that i'm reading too it says that um the average is for for trade school is two years on average depending on what you you know what you're going for is average two years to complete. When which is actually, uh, which is actually smart and doable because you gotta think when you're in college, <clears throat> when do you start burning out? Right. After two years. Yeah. 
I know because start to just be fed up with college after yep. two years. Yeah. And it's the final two years that you just oh, you just gotta keep pushing. And, right. And I think that's why trade school does it because they have higher have higher graduation rates just two years and, and then and then and then and then like and then like you said though you know the trade school part is all hands-on mm-hmm. i mean just you're e- even e- your field. you're not doing all your prerequisites exactly exactly but the same thing same thing with 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 private school i mean uh private school and, pri- and public school i mean in public school it's hands-on because you you fighting to get that b or you fighting to get that a I mean, in private school, I'm not saying the kids ain't fighting because some of them are, you know, some some parents are just able to just, you know, pay for a private school and they go and they thrive. But, you know, of course, the other group of kids, you know, they don't they got that family thing, you know, that's going to ride them all the way through. So it is what it is. So even with college, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, you go, you get that piece of paper and, you know, you, you, you test well. But when you, you know, go on that job interview, they want to see, oh, do you have experience? And it's just like, nah, I just take tests well. So, so it's like, it's like, I mean, what we doing? So, I mean, it's, it's I mean, for me, I mean, if, if I could have, if, if I could have switched up and not went to college and went to this trade school, I think that thinking back now, possibly would I be in a different setting? Yes, of course. But, you know, that if is a fifth. We all be drunk. And that's my father used to say. If it was a fifth, we all be drunk. So for me, I feel like it's neither here or there. But I do feel like, like you said, people need to talk about the trade school part more, more often. Like I see some of the, you know. Um, also, some people go straight to four-year college. Um, I, I, I feel like if you get first, I feel like my kids, and this is why I tell my kids, I feel like if you just go to a community college, college and get that associate degree first, you are, because you got to think, People are going to college for two years doing prerequisites, no degree to show for it. Right. And they're in that third and final fourth, and and right, and then you drop out right in the middle of the three, and you have no degree to show for it. Versus if you go to a community college, you get your associate's degree, you have one degree. Right. And then you transfer to that four-year college. But not only that, community college are way cheaper than the four-year college, so you're Absolutely. already saving money there. Right. And then you already have that one degree in the bank, and once you have that one degree, that's that push. Because the thing about this four-year college, you're doing all these years and nothing to show for it yet. Right. Just a whole bunch of credits in the system. Right. And I feel like if you go to community college, that. But this is my this is my own opinion about it, and this is my advice I give to my kids, just so they can save money and not be in that percentage of being in student loan debt. Go to community college where it's cheaper. Get that associate's degree. Transfer to that four-year college. Finish up there, and then get your other degree. That way, you have your associates and your bachelors, and then. It doesn't feel like you're there for four years. You feel like it's two, then you're you're up for the next one. Because I think after two years, people get burned out. And if you don't have anything to show for, like that little trophy, something to remind you why you're right, here, right? It's it, you get discouraged. Correct. That's that's true. And I mean, it's 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 um it's fortunate because my I have a friend of mine, um, where his son was able to um go into a high school program. And when he graduated the high school program, he got the associate's degree. Yeah, I've seen that. that man, I, I was like, man, that. I mean, he already got a heads up walking on campus as a freshman. So I, you know, you know, what I say, 
going to college isn't good. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, because everybody experiences life differently. But I would say that but if it's I not all size fits all. Right. And I would say if I had to make a decision, I probably would have probably would have wanted to try trade to see, you know, how far how far I would have got. So now that we got that squared away, man, we're gonna get into this this college admission scandal, man. What you, what you, I mean, have you heard about it? What do you think no, about you're gonna it? Ha- you're going to have to school me on it. So I've been kind of busy this week. So just, just, to, just okay. Just so, 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 it, 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 so something, something went down. I'm going to just say something went down and it, it, if it, something went down and what happened was it's, it's a guy who is behind um, getting kids admitted in college and he has, um, a plethora of people, including two actors, well, actresses, who, you know, falsified um, being able to get in their kids into um, to into into college. And so it's a lot of universities. Um, uh, I know uh, University of California is one. Georgetown University was another. Um, there were a couple of other schools. I think the one actor actress's name is um is it Lauren Lachlan? Lauren Lachlan? I think her last name is Lachlan. She was the mother on uh Full House. Oh yeah, I know her. Yeah. She was the one that was with Jesse. Jesse, correct. The one that had the twins, right. Correct. I know her. Okay. Correct. So she's she's um she's in it. I mean it's a lot of schools. Harvard University um, it's a few schools that's involved. Um, and so it's coming out now that um, college admission scandals are more frequent than people think. So it's like this guy, I guess he has it in for these schools. These, you know, these wealthy people bring them the money. He'll get the kids in and then he'll get them in. And so getting them in is the issue because they like, well, how did this child get in if the SAT scores wasn't this or how did, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's like yeah, now, now it's, it's this like, whole scandal. It's this whole thing because now it's like one girl was like, I ain't never took no SAT. Well, how did you get in school? <laughs> if you didn't, if you never took the SAT, how did you get in school? And so now that's what they're finding out that these high profile actresses and high profile people, you know, with money are paying millions of dollars to get their kids in these schools. And guess what? These kids not even ready for school. One one girl, in. one girl, they interviewed this one girl. She was like, I don't even want to go to college. I don't even want to go. But you're in and it's like, how did you get in? So to me, I feel like it's a slap in the face to all of the people who, who worked hard. You know what I mean? To get in. And, and it's like, you know, I heard one of the young men talking about um, from Georgetown. He was talking about he was going to file a lawsuit because he feels like anything that comes within those years when this stuff was happening, all of those people who got degrees should get them taken back. They shouldn't have that degree. They didn't earn it. And correct. You know what I mean? I mean, especially when a girl said she ain't never took no SAT. I was like, well, if you ain't never took no SAT, how the hell did you get in school? No, your parents. Your parents did. And and and. No, I know, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's like when people buy their license. Correct. Take the driving test. Correct. But you got this license. Correct. And you know she didn't even want to be in college, but she she in this college. That is correct. 
Um, and, and I know that the University of California, the University of Georgetown, University of Harvard, um, there's a couple of other schools that I'm trying to find that is uh, involved with this thing. But, I mean, when I say money, I mean, they, they, they were paying more. They were paying more than it cost in a year for tuition just to get their kids in school. I mean, they were paying money. I mean, they were paying more money. For their kids and and their kids not even not even thriving, but then you got families out here struggling, you know, mothers and fathers working two and three jobs to get their kids, to, you know, through school so they ain't got to you know do all these you know student loans and all that. And we just talked about you know the difference between going to college and and and, and the skilled trade. And here it is these parents are well off, wealthy, and like you know what we still gonna cheat. We got the money. We live in the American dream, and guess what? We still gonna cheat. Yeah, money talks. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy, and and so um. So and I think that's 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 the stigma that now they're creating in the college where it's like right. If, if anybody can get it, then then where's the you know where's the price? Like where's the where's the essence of it? You know, right. Anyone can get it. That's true, and so and anything well fought for, if it's just easy, no, you're not gonna appreciate. It. Absolutely, and I and I think I I think I've been raised that way. I think I've been raised that way. So her name is Lori Lachlan. I think that's how you spell mm-hmm. yeah. how you pronounce her last name. And then the other actress, the the other actress name is Felicity Hoffman. Felicity Hoffman, wow. Yeah, and so and so these are the two faces of this lawsuit so far. Um, and it basically says, uh, we're talking about deception and fraud, fake tests, fake credentials, fake photographs, bribed college officials. I mean, this, this, this thing is crazy. And to think that these, this thing is crazy. To think these kids that were not qualified were able to get in just because, uh, they were bribed and just because they have money to think of all of this, all of the students that they deny and not accept to get into that college right. because of their own, their own selfish gain. Right. That, that right there, that, that's why it's like a robbery. Right. Because the people that actually probably did deserve to go in, that person is in their, in their place. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, that's st- the sad thing about it. Stanford is another school. Yale is another school. Um, Ivy League. Yeah, and the guy's name who's who's who was running it, his name is uh Rick Singer. Rick Singer. Say they did say they falsified records, uh fake fake SAT scores, fake ACT scores. Uh one says that uh uh represented child saying that they were athletes, wasn't even wasn't even on the wasn't even on the team. Just you know, gave him a scholarship. Oh man, it, this is this is crazy, man. This is crazy. And so when I heard about it, um, um, I ain't know what to think. It says singer, singer's clients paid him anywhere between two hundred thousand and six point five million for his services. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about getting paid? He getting he was getting paid, and so now the FBI. Um, you know, everybody is on top of this thing. Um, you know, um, 
That's crazy. So I mean, so what? I mean, how does that make you feel? I mean, these people got bread. I mean, they kids well off, and you know, it, it's 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 fam mothers and fathers like me and you trying to fight every day to get our kids, you know, in college, and you know, this is what we got to deal with. This is listen to this. It says court documents state that the following schools were targeted for athletic recruitment scams: Yale, uh, USC, Georgetown, UCLA, Wake Forest, Stanford, University of San Diego, University of Texas, University of Texas Austin. That's crazy. Those are some big schools. I mean, they saying that parents allegedly paid Singer a total of $25 million, $25 million to, to bribe coaches, university athletic directors. I mean, this is... <laughs> this is crazy. And you paying this just to get your child in school and they don't even want to go. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. Because if you got to pay this and your child not even qualified, you really think that child really wants to do it. Exactly. And so, I mean, you know, it just it just goes to show, you know, like we, we kind of, you know, went from, you know, private school to public, you know, to college to to um skilled trade. And now we got this college scandal. And to me, I just I just feel like, man, I would have I would have went the skilled trade route and just kept it moving. I mean, because. I mean, now, even though they're actors and they got money, and, and of course, some people going to say they're not going to get in trouble, but I think they are because there's going to be a lot of people who fought for their degree the right way are going to fight and going to sue and going to make sure that this shit don't happen again because this, this is crazy, man. It's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but it's, I mean, the amount of money that they paying to get their kids in school and, 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 um, and Lori Lock Locklear, I mean, I guess that's her name. Lori, her daughter, her daughter was on a on a yacht with the uh with the board of trustees um of of the school that she went to while her mother was turning herself in. She was on the boat, but she was friends of the daughter, you know, of the guy who was the board of trustees. But still, how does that look? You're on their yacht, and yeah. your mother and your mother is turning herself turn in. in. What? Wow. That's like okay, okay. Let's look into that. So, I mean, it's 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 crazy out here, man. So, I mean, you know, I feel like for me, you know, um, you know, public school did me well. You know what I'm saying? I feel like college did me well. Um, you know, to a degree, and I wish I could have finished since I had already started it. But I think, as far as you know, um, not going back, you know, working, 
um, you know, kind of getting that work experience. I mean, I I, I was a I, I was a manager for different um, for retail and warehouse for a long time. And I mean, I had I got at least 15 years of management experience under my belt. And, you know, when I first started, it wasn't easy. You know, it was, you know, a little rough. But as I as I got it and found my niche, I was good at it. And it was something that I've always been good at. So I think a lot of the stuff that I learned on each stage of life, you know, whether it be public school and then going to college and then coming home and having to, you know, start working or whatever. I think every stage of life kind of helped me to get to where I'm at now. And so, I mean, you know, it's always going to be that fine line. People saying one thing is going to be better than the other. But I feel like at the end of the day, like you said earlier, it's all about exactly. It's all about your preference and all about what you feel like you want to do for your child, you know, depending on what your money look like. So. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So when you get time, um, when you get time, man, check that scandal out, man, because it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. Oh, yeah. Now, it, it, it seems to be ringing a bell. I just haven't looked into yeah. it. Yeah. Kind of something saying, saying yeah. to that effect, but I just haven't looked into it. Yeah. When but you, that's, that's sad. Yeah. When you get that a chance. That, that his coke can be bought like that. Yeah. When you get a chance, just look at it because I know you're an educator, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to make you feel a certain type of way. And Felicity was recorded saying how how stressful how stressful it was to get her daughter in school and the whole time this how she getting her daughter in school the fuck like come on man how stressful is that man you know seriously so i mean listen as always man i always love to have you on man you always give me a different perspective and i love the fact that you know you bring in your expertise into your perspective so you know that's always good oh, too Thank you for bringing me on the show. For sure, for sure. So listen, so when you so when you when so when you get from up that way, make sure you hit me up, man, so I can bring you in the studio so we can do something else. Cause I'm always gonna be figuring out something to talk about. And I'm pretty sure by the time you get back up this way, I better have something for you. So make sure when you get back up this way, you hit me up so uh, I can get you in. All right? Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your night. Appreciate it. Japur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japur says, be you, be versatile. Chapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopchapurisclothing.com. And Chapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real talk with the six man. Chapur's. Be you. Be versatile. Continues from the massive college admission scandal. Former Georgetown University tennis coach Gordon Ernst will appear in court today in Massachusetts. Now, Ernst is accused of repeatedly recruiting non-athletes. Georgetown said it removed Ernst as tennis coach back in December of 2017 after it determined he violated the university's recruiting practices. After Georgetown, Ernst went on to coach at the University of Rhode Island. He resigned from there on last Friday. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. 
got a homie on the line, man, and um, I'm hoping that I get his perspective on this thing um, because I was fortunate enough this time to have two educators, um, and it's, it's, it's good because one is a female, and now I got one that's a male. Um, and so um, I want to go through um, a few things um, just to see, you know, what your perspective is, Holmes. Um, so we're going to start with um, – um, private school versus public school. I know a lot of people recently, and even I saw the video uh, with um, DJ Envy and um, Killer Mike on, on the Breakfast Club, and they had it not a heated discussion, but it was a, a, a discussion that I felt like needed to have. And me and you kind of spoke on it briefly um, on on, on uh, Facebook Live, but I wanted to get a more in you know in depth um, conversation with you about it as well. So. Um, I, I know you're an educator, um, so I know you're gonna come in, um, come from a you know educated perspective. But also, I wanted you to give me some you know realistic play with it as well. So, do you think it's a difference between public or or private school, or do you think one is better than the other? Um, it's definitely it's a big difference between pub, public and private school. Um, you know, I grew up you know in Philadelphia, so I'm a product of the public school system. Um, and I taught in the public school system as well as the charter school system. And um, ironically, my daughter is in private school in Philadelphia as well. So I, so I have you know a perspective on both as an educator and as a parent. Okay. Um, for me, you know, public school, public school, which I'm pretty sure in most cities, um, especially during our time growing up, was uh, the quality of education was was better, and it was still you know you still could get a quality education and be prepared to, to go to college or trade school or what have you right. on our time. So, at, at, and as education and public school progressed, it didn't stay the same, you know, like for me also too, it was a necessity. I'm, I grew up in a single parent home. So my mom couldn't even afford to send me to private school. Uh, right. And my mom didn't have to worry about that because, you know, the education was pretty, pretty top notch when, um, when I was in school. So public education was okay, um, but as you know, as you know, different politicians and leave no leave no left leave no child behind, and different um, educational policies came in, the quality of education in public schools, you know, declined. Um, so, you know, private schools have became more popular. Also, two private schools became more popular because they started, you know, recruiting, you know, the 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 urban the urban athletes, male and female. Right. To um, go to school and, you know, to to supply their diversity quota. So a lot right. of times, you know, they, they allow uh, they allow African-Americans or, or brown and Latinos or any minority, you know, to, to go to the school. My daughter's in private school now because of a, a program called Stepping Stones, um, okay. where where they provide where they provide African-Americans or minorities in general. I don't just want to say African-Americans provide African-American, provide minority, excuse me, the opportunity to go to uh, to private school. So I had the unique opportunity. Um, I was the principal at my daughter's school, charter school. So my daughter was with me for the most part. Okay. From K to five. And then we heard about the program, you know, and it was an opportunity for her to go to private school. Um, I really, you know, I'm a, I'm a public educator at heart. So it's really hard for, <laughs> Hard for me to say that one is better than the other, but you know, being honest and being realistic, you know, private school is better. I would have to say that because you know I have my daughter in private school. Right. You know, the opportunities, the experiences, the college prep, 
those things that she's 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 getting she wouldn't receive in a traditional public school. Agreed. So um, it's sad though that you know that you know that we have to go that route. I'm fortunate enough, you know, because um, because of this program like Stepping Stones, but I knew about that. That program might not be in every city. You know, her mom and I, you know, um, they give us financial aid, but we can, you know, we can afford it. But, you know, what about, you know, my mom, you know, Kev, your mom during the time when we were coming up, that wouldn't even be an option for us. Not at all. So, you know, um, it's sad that, you know, they, these children don't get the same opportunities that we got, you know, at, you know, um, in public school. But I would definitely say right now, um, private school overall is better it's not always better because you know there's a different set of um there's a different set of of i don't want to say obstacles but there's a different set of challenges that happen at a private school so you know so like my daughter had to deal with you know has to deal with um being the majority now going to a minority at those private schools Mm. at those private schools there's you know there's there's classism Mm. regards to you know like some of her friends are in Europe for spring break <laughs> and my daughter and my daughter's not so right. you know there's 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 a different set of issues so it's not always better um because some students you know um aren't ready for that what i can say right. is that the program stepping stones did prepare her for that for all of that for the academic rigor and the different challenges that come with it, come with it and my daughter still had you know some some things she had to grow and deal with um, but for the most part, private school is better. Unfortunately, what what would you say? What would you say to some of the people that say that you know public schools? Because um, I know a lot of you know public school teachers, and they and I've spoken to them recently, and they say that you know um, it, it might be a new trend now because, like you just spoke about us when we were in high school or in public school, you know, even in elementary school. I mean, the teachers were really good; they wanted you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they if they kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? If they kind of noticed you in class, in the school, you know, noticed that you were smart, that, but you just, you know, kind of was getting in small stuff here and there, you know, they kind of gravitated towards you and wanted you to, wanted you to do well. I mean, right. even on parent teacher nights, you know, they would kind of your, you know, your your parents and they would kick your parents some real shit. Like, look, you know, you got a bright kid here, but you know, he got to do this, he got to stay focused, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we had that, and, and and it's bad that a lot of the youngins that's up under us didn't get that but now it's kind of rolling back around where you know the kids are getting it so what would you say about the difference in between the reality because some people would say that public school is setting kids up reality based meaning that it's already prepping them for everyday life versus private school i mean i know private school is doing the same but i guess somebody would look at it in a way where you know, um, um, public school being diverse, public school, you dealing with kids in different situations, you kind of seeing what they going through, you just name a big one, single parent, you know, a lot of single parents out there not really having that foundation with the kids and just, you know, other kids in public school that's, you know, knuckleheads, drug dealers or whatever, you know, some people would say that the public school setting, you know, would, 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 would build them for the reality of life versus private school. Um, I would say that just, that depends on the school and depends on the teachers. I think private school, um, prepares you for, prepares you for real life. Um, you know, if you, you know, if you plan to, you know, if you plan to go to college route, 
or you plan to go into corporate world and things like that. And I think the public school makes our students more well-rounded, being able to, to be successful in any environment as they move on, right? Because there, because there is, you know, the drug dealer, there is the knucklehead, there, you know, there are the various type of students. So you're right. able to, you know, you're able to deal with and navigate everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I know for a fact that, you know, me being in public school and dealing with so many different things made me able to withstand college. You know, made me not, you know, like it was like, you know, I, I've seen everything and been through that. Like, how can I give up and leave school? You know what I mean? Whenever right. there was times where I wanted to. Um, right. But, you know, it taught me, you know, resilience. Um, but that was only... I was only taught that through the different mentors and different teachers that, you know, that, you know, pulled me to the side of saw like you in the, like you in the cafeteria every day, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you know, those teachers are few and far in between, unfortunately in our public schools now. Um, so I think that's, that's where we got to get back to, you know, teachers really caring, teachers really, you know, going above and beyond because, you know, the private school kids, they want it, you know, mm-hmm. they're there, you know, that, you know, they, they want to be there for the most part, you know, our, our, our public school kids aren't, are, aren't always there because they want it, you know, they there right. because the law mandates and say that it say that they have to be there. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think I definitely see where, you know, educators are saying like, you know, public schools prepare you, prepare you for that because you do. If you go to a diverse high school, you know, you 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 come across a lot of different people and you navigate things that, you know, that private school students don't even come across, you know, just by, right. just by simply even catching a bus to school. Right. And my daughter's dropped off. So she misses right. a whole component of, you know, like being aware, having street smarts, really Correct. getting to see the culture, getting to see the people, see how like the world works on a daily basis. Right. And you and you mentioned and you mentioned um, 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 charter school and my 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 explanation of that was it's like a mix between public and private kind of put together. To some to some degree, to to some degree, depending on depending on this, depending on school, depending on this, depending on the state. I think it is because, you know, charter, most, not most, but some charters are in, you know, your urban areas. So you do have that public schools feel, but right. they do have like uh, better facilities, better resources. So it does have some of those private school perks, uh-huh. but it's still, you know, um, you know, like hood, urban, like public schools, you know, like, like charter school that I was at and even the charter school I'm at now. Um, you know, the truck school that I was at was in center city, Philadelphia. So like the building was nice and, you know, it looked, it looked great, but we, we had kids from 41 zip codes in Philly. So it was a neighborhood school. We just had, you know, we just had the advantage of being downtown, a nice building and we had different resources, but, mm. you know, I was dealing with, you know, the same things that a public school was dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but would you say that the structure is a little different than public school? Yeah. A little bit more well-rounded. Definitely, definitely. It's um, you know, like like I said, you know, in regards to like private schools, you know, like most charter schools have a better curriculum. Um, they have better facilities, you know, in regards to like you know, 
clean classrooms, one in one in water, you know, water that students can actually drink from in the water fountains, uh, you know, technology, you know, iPads, Chrome, you know, Chromebooks. Uh, right. The safety is better. Uh, right. You know, the culture is better. So it's definitely it's definitely, um, you know, like I think what you're saying is, 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 is a pretty good example. It's like a combination of both because you have you know, um, the public school, some of the public school issues and you have the public school students, but right. you have um, some of the perks and benefits of private school. Right. You got all those. You got all those resources. Right. So yeah. let me let me throw let me throw a number at you. Let me throw a number at you. So um, I got this number and this number is from uh, let me make sure I, I like to always be accurate when I, when I talk about what I'm getting information right, from. Right. <laughs> um, so this is from the National Association of Independent Schools. Okay. And this says that 77% of um, private school grads tend to complete college on time versus compared to the 64% of public school grads tend to have um, percentages that's a little bit lower and tend to have um, economic and academic challenges. But even though there's a there's a little bit of a difference between seventy seven percent private and sixty four percent public. It's, it's still not a large margin. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you know, like you said, it, you know, to me, I, I do also believe that it's that foundation. Like when you talked about single parenting, and you know, you know, single parents trying to work multiple jobs and got the kids coming home from school, not really knowing that they did their homework or not having that structure versus having both parents in the house, having that family structure, make sure you come home, make sure you do your homework, make sure you do this. Mm -hmm. So if you got that structure, you know, already, you know, you can thrive through public school, you know, if you got that, if you got that, that, you know, that, that foundation, but some kids don't. So I was just looking at the percentage saying it's a little, you know, it's a little, you know, 77%, 64%. I mean, it's still kind of high for, for, for public school. So, I mean, it, it's hard to say, you know, distinctively, which one is better? I also feel like you know it's whatever the the parents you know agree upon. You know, and if the kids are willing to go, because I know for me when I went to private school, it wasn't really my thing. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of people would look at me and be like, "You went to private school?" Yeah, I did. I went to private school, but it just wasn't my thing. And I feel like yeah. um, me going into the public school er was more of my wheelhouse, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I got where involved. Where you from? Comfortable. Yeah, more comfortable, new people. And, of course, you got into some, you know, occasional neighborhood bullshit. But, you know, that's just, you know, growing up, that's just life. So, I mean, it seemed like the percentage is there, you know, kind of neck and neck, you know, when people can have that argument saying, you know, which one is which. So, I mean, I just feel like that's a, um, you know, that's a conversation that may that may be had for a while. And that moves us right into, um, you know, college versus skill trade. And, you know, we both met each other at Dale State and you know um, I always tell people the story that when I was in high school I had a guy who told me flat out he didn't want me to go to college flat out he was like I would rather you go to our school test um, electronics um, you know it's an 18 19 month program by the time you graduate we're gonna have a job lined up for you all that boom boom and me hearing the other stories about college being away from home not having no you know, no curfew, kind of just, you know, being an adult, doing what you want to do. And it was just like, damn, I want to see what that looked like. You know what I mean? So yeah, ended up going and, you know, not necessarily um, having the type of success that I thought I, that I would have had 
But then I think about it now, and I'm like, damn, shit, I had not went to college and went to trade school because I know a lot of people that's in trade that has a skilled trade now, electrician, plumber, carpenter, you know, they all making money. Mm-hmm. They making bread. And I mean, I, and I also read something, a statistic, it was saying that um, statistically, statistically that um, that college grads tend to make $16,000 more than um, high school grads. And I mean, I guess that's teach his own because if, if you got a skilled trade and you get through all your first year apprenticeship and then you turn into a journeyman, man, you making some money as a, yeah. as, as a skillman. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, the biggest thing that I ran across was just the whole, you know, the whole student, the, the student loan thing. Like, because student loans right now is the highest debt over credit card debt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, at, so like, at what, you know, at what cost do you go to get that advanced career? I mean, is it best to do college? I mean, because one can argue that you don't have any, like, life experience or work experience, but you got that paper. But if you a skilled trade, you know, and you're a journeyman or whatever, you know, whatever field you in, you got that hands-on experience already. Yeah. So uh, it's it's funny that you say that uh, about high school. It's funny that like, you know, like we met each other in college, but our stories are similar. I had uh, the disciplinarian at my school when I was a, se- a senior told me, you know, that I was too immature to go to college mm-hmm. and like and like laugh, you know, you know, laugh when I said it. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I use that as a motivator for a long period of time. But you know, I'm I'm not mad at her. I was only she was only basing off what I was showing her. Right. That's that makes sense. So you know, I was showing her a, a knucklehead that wasn't you know. Now, do I think any educator should ever say that to a child? No, no. Because what if I wasn't the child that was like, I don't care what you say, I'm going anyway. Right. You know, if I wasn't that child, you know, maybe things could have been different. Oh, um, absolutely, absolutely I, different. I, I think. Um, I think that's a tough one, you know, because when I when I first started, you know, my, so I first started teaching English in middle school and high school. And because of my experience, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, every kid should go to every kid should go to college. You know, I think every kid should go. Um, but that's not always the, the, the right thing to do. Right. So my, right. Gra- my grandfather had a construction business. So I knew well on that, you know, getting a trade wasn't for me, you know, like from, from the summers. I knew that that wasn't, you know, for me. Because um, that's not that's not easy work, man. That yeah, yeah. You know so, and I mean? learned and I learned that through the summer. I think that was part of his reasoning by making me go, right. uh, you know, subliminally to tell me like do something more. Um, so I learned that on early, but I think that's what we have to do in education, um, and I think we need to do it early in middle school. You know, really having kids take, you know, like career inventory interests, so they could right. kind of find out where you know. Do what they want to do, what they, yeah. what their, what their passions are. I know I didn't take a career inventory test to maybe about 11th grade. Um, but that was, that was really too late. You know, if I wanted to, to go somewhere else and figure out a trade, I'm graduating in the next year. I have no clue about, right. you know, what I want to do, what's the best way to navigate. And I think none of us, none of us knew that, right. We didn't know, you know, I always wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't really know, you know, what's the salary? Will I be able to support a family? You know, you hear kids say, I want to be an engineer. I want to be this. I want to be that. 
and they really can't tell you how many years they need to go in school. You hear kids all the time say they want to be a lawyer, but don't have no clue about what the bar exam is, doesn't know how long school is going to take. So I think as 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 educators in the schools, we have to do a better job of really, and I think it needs to start in middle school, of where we really ask kids, you know, where does your passion lie? What do you want to do? And, and here's the different ways that you can go navigate it and, and, and you know, start from it. And, and don't get locked in. You know, you might right. want might want to be, you know, a, a carpenter in sixth grade, but right. you might want to be a, a physical therapist in eighth grade. Right, I once think, you switch it up, yeah. Yeah, I think we need to constantly, you know, yeah. um, assess students. But I also think, too, you know, where we're really missing the market education is that we really need to teach entrepreneurship. Right. I was going to so, talk about that. So, you know, um, so great. You want to be a carpenter, but, but you know, let's not work for somebody. Let's create our own. Like, you know, let's, right. here's his entrepreneurship. Here's, like, here's how much you can make in a union, but here's how much you can make if, you know, you rehab houses and build it up and you know how to fix a house, build a house, remodel a house from start to scratch. Here's what you can do. Here's how you get an LLC. I think those are the different things that we need to teach our students. Cause I don't think it's anything wrong with a trade, you know, but you know, there's, you know, why, 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 why work for pet boys when you can own your, you can own your own and create your that's own. True. Corporation? I think that's, that's where, that's where we missing the mark with students. One is just making them aware of, you know, their different interests and then also teaching them, you know, that entrepreneurship piece. Right. I mean, and, and I think that's very important now because, you know, when we were younger, you know, our our main focus was, you know, not necessarily going to college, but just getting a job. That That's how we that's how we were taught to get ahead. We weren't we weren't taught, you know, um, entrepreneurship. But I tell people all the time, luckily, luckily, I'm going to say luckily, luckily for me, you know, um, you know, dealing drugs, man, was the best one on one experience that I ever had in running a business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it taught you everything. It taught you, you know, math. It taught you marketing. It taught you network marketing, you know, talking to people. You know, it taught you distribution. It taught you packaging. It's so when I ended up, you know, um, you know, working, you know, getting into that experience and, 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 you know, becoming a manager and or a supervisor. I mean, it took me some time, but I always had those leadership qualities. And so, you know, with my peers, it was always magic. Kevin should be, you know, we should, we should tell Kevin he should do it, or we should ask Kevin if he should, you know, start the team up or whatever. So it got to the point where I got 15, 16 years of management experience under my belt, but that didn't come from college necessarily. Yeah. Or that didn't come from a skilled trade. That just came from life experience. Me, you know, living life, you know, uh, before I got to school, then going to school, mm-hmm. then leaving school and then working, you know, that it kind of, you know, it kind of brought me to kind of where I where I am today. You know what I mean? And so I wouldn't tell anybody, I wouldn't invite any youngin to 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 go down that route. You know what I mean? To kind of yeah, yeah. balance it out. You know, but at the end of the day, I would tell them, you know, off the break that you know, um, you know, a, a skilled trade is something that you know um, you can do with your hands, something that you can learn, something that you can study. You know, mm-hmm. college. Is a lot of um, it's a lot of thinking, and it's a lot of time management, and a lot of people don't have that. You know what I mean? A lot of people know how to be at work on time, but a lot of people don't have that. You know, um, you know, get that class and get that syllabus and looking, and you looking at your labs, you looking at your lectures. They looking like, what is a lab and a lecture? What is that? And it's, you know and it's, it's discipline, right? Because right. there's no, you know, you know how it was. When we, we was a school kid. 
on a June, on a June, on a May, May day, April day, man, in the sun and, out, and the students, and the student centers popping. You got to make a business decision whether I'm gonna go to class <laughs> or whether I'm gonna stay out here. You know what I mean? And I, and I used to tell my high school students all the time that you know, college is college is easier than high school. I truly believe that um, because. You know, you don't have class every day. Right. You know, there, there's plenty of support for you. You can go to your, you can go to your, uh, your professor and get help. It's just right. all about that discipline and time management that you talk right. about. You right. know, like, you know, I had, you know, I made the dean's list at Dell State and I did stuff. And people were like, well, how did you do it? You was at every party. You was, you know, I was every intramurals <laughs> doing all of it. All that, yeah. I, I was able to like, you know, like Saturday morning before we all go to the cab, I'm up doing work. Right. So, so I, I, you know, before we go to the party, I'm making sure everything's done. Right, so, you so know, I can get it in. Yeah, so as you know, it's, it's, it's that type of thing. And I think, like, what you're saying, Kev, is I think is that we really need to, you know, like, teach kids that skill, uh, you know, trade college, you know, trade school, bottom line is that you need to do more after you get out of college. And there need to right. be some post, there need to be some post-secondary education, whether that whether that's, you know, um, Lincoln Tech or whether that's, you know, Dell State, whether that's Harvard, whether that's, you know, where, where, what community college, whatever that is, there needs to be some post-secondary education. So I think that's, you know, what we need to, the movement that we need to push because, you know, a diploma is nothing, you know, at this point. It really can't even get you, you know, you really can't even work at McDonald's, basically. It's, the, it's, the, it's just the starting point, man. They yeah. just took the finish line and stressed it out. Yeah, so I think that's the movement. Oh, that, you, oh, you, oh, you got a bassist? All right, well, we need you to get a master's. Oh, yeah. for real? Dang. Yeah, but then they, they go back to the student loan. We need you to get a master's, but we're not offering you no tuition reimbursement. Hell no. Nah. So, so you have to bring so, it you so, get that money. But my opinion has definitely changed. When I first was in, you know, first started teaching, you know, like everybody has to go to college. Like what's, you know, everybody needs to go, you know, because I knew, because I was from my perspective, what college did for me. And where it was able to take me and do some different things. Um, but as I got, you know, gotten older and got into the to the field more and started, you know, connecting with different students and understanding different things that you know it changed to like you have to do something in post-secondary, whatever, right. whatever that is for you, whatever you feel it is, you know, that's what we that's what we need to do. But in education, you know, I think the movement needs to shift where we really need to, you know. Um, really have students think about their careers based tied into their interests, I and mean, that needs to happen in middle school. And and I, and I, but I also do think too as well as that. I think that with that being done, you can identify whether that person is kind of on the path of trade school or college. True. That way, you can kind of figure out where to push them. You know what I mean? Because if you want to push a student, you don't want to push a student to college and they and they necessarily need to be in trade school or something you know i mean because it's just it's just it's just um two or three types of people you know what i mean it's doers is um you know people who do it sometimes and then it's just people that just follow people who do whatever and i've never been that type of person where i just followed anybody you know what i mean i might have been following you but i'm following you to figure out how to do what you do better than you yeah I've always been like that, you know, you know, quiet, low key. You know, if I, if somebody showed me something, I let them show me, but, but after they show me and I know how to do it now, I want to do it way better than you do. Yeah. Way better. And so I feel like 
you know, I think it's good that you that you thinking like that. I mean, because that's great, and that would really help with balancing out where to send these kids, so that way you know what route to take. Because, <clears throat> of course, you know, four year degree that's four years, but most trade schools are two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in two years you getting that money. You know, somebody would not even think about going to college because they like, damn, I got two more years before I even start working. So. It's so many variables there that I feel like overall, you know, I mean, as long as you're doing something to get ahead, I'm with it. That's how I look at it. But I just don't want you to pick a path and then it end up fucking you in the end. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot. I mean, dog, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people in our age groups now that's, you know, finally, you know, finally working in what their major is. But they owe 50, but they owe 50, 60,000, though. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Yeah, or they and not, and, or they and not they, doing, they, not doing anything related to their degree. Exactly. I mean, I know, I knew people that had accounting degrees working at Giant. Yeah. Overnight, stocking the overnight, stocking the store. Yeah. With an, with an accounting degree, I'm like, wait, what they do that at? Yeah. You feel yeah. me? And then, but then you you turn around and you look at your man that be at the bar every weekend, and he a plumber, and he killing. He yeah. making thirty dollars an hour off the break. Two years in, he making thirty dollars an hour. You like, damn, did I make the wrong choice? Yeah, see, and that's where where I would go back to, like, you know, for that accountant, you know, that's where some, you know, somewhere along the line, we missed the entre- entrepreneurship. If you're right. accountant, if you're accountant, you could be, you could have your own tax firm. Exactly. Right. right? So somewhere along the lines, you know. Like, like you said, we were taught to, you know, like get a job, you know, be able to take care of your family, buy the white picket fence house with two point right. kids, and you cool. Right. No, here's a, here's here's you know, you should have multiple streams of income. Here's how you do it, you know, like he because if there's accountant, there's no way that you know that 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 individual can easily open up, rent a storefront, or even do it out of his house. And I can really say in a in a in a basement in a room downstairs. Yeah, or do it in a house until you get enough. Yeah. Now you know you have a you know a reputable tax firm. If you're an accountant, you can do taxes. Hell yeah. So you know what I mean? It's, it's so somewhere along the lines, you know, we didn't we didn't educate that person or teach that person like you know don't just think about working for H and R Block. Don't just think about working for Bank of America. You know, create your own you know, entrepreneurship where you can have an account where at one day you don't even need to work for H&R Block or Bank of America. You're able to have, you know, whatever, whatever, and you're doing ta- you're doing taxes for not only for people, now you're doing them for small, small businesses. Right. I mean, but 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 that's a whole different story, though, dog, because we can go into that, that whole, you know, generational wealth thing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's plenty of family members <laughs> that drop the balls now. Yeah, for sure. And, and and so, you know, we can get into that, too, as well. I mean, because I look at it like, I mean, you know, learning what I learned, I was fortunate. I would tell anybody that. But I've talked to people where they've had family members that had land, had property, yeah. you know, had it, and now it's gone. It's, it belonged to somebody else. They sold it. They took the money and ran with it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, damn, how do we drop the ball? You know what I mean? So Because nobody... Cause nobody, cause nobody taught us. Like, yeah. you know, like even for like, like my grandfather. My grandfather, Kev, only had a sixth grade education. Had his, had you know, came came to Philadelphia, you know, um, started his own construction business. Um, had a whole lot of rental properties, and you know they were sold. You know, nobody carried that on. I had a, 
I had a, a great aunt who did bakery. Nobody mm -hmm. learned how to make the cakes that she made. You know, that could have been a family business that could have, you know, yeah, kept it on. Yeah. But you know, we, 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 we dropped the ball because, and like I said, none of us were taught entrepreneurship, right? So, right. so you know, um, you know, although, although I didn't want to do the manual labor, I could have still learned the business and hired employees to continue the construction business. Correct. You know, it, it's like you said, it's that generational wealth. Like nobody, you know, like even my great aunt, nobody, you know, my great aunt could have grabbed my mom when she was young and saying like, listen, you're going to learn this because this is going to be the family business. Like we don't right. think, you know, we don't think long term, long term like that to really, you know, change the trajectory of our of our legacy or our family's legacy. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I'm I'm reading something and it said that the uh, the Institute of Education Statistics says that 40 percent of attendees of a four year college drop out before they can even complete their degree. Yeah, that's because most schools, most schools are. Um, and that's why I'm, those those numbers are kind of like shocking to me that you read earlier that it's not that much of a difference. But that's because most of our most of our students aren't coming prepared for college, right? right. So, uh, you know, a lot of our students, you know, waste, like you talk about loans, waste the, you know, waste mm. the first year student loans because they all have to take, you know, uh, foundation classes that offer no credits towards their degree. Right. Because they weren't, you know, because they weren't prepared properly, right. uh, you know, to, to be successful in college. Right. Uh, so that happens a lot, you know what I mean? You know, and then even think about what you said about the loans, like even now, you know, think about all them refund checks we got, and we just blew them. Oh right? man, all the checks we got, we could have blown them. That could have been. Was, and them refund checks used to be serious, and them don't used to have commas in them. Yeah, yeah, but think about, think yeah. about, and think about if somebody would have told you, you know, like, you know, put it aside so you can get duplexes or get real estate or. You know, instead or, of buying or, or, or put it in the CD, let it flip, take that money, put it back in again. Shit. I mean, there's a lot of shit that we know now that we didn't know buying. back then. Exactly. But that's what I think we need to teach and educate our our, our next generation. Because you know, like they was. I, I brought I brought a car one time off of mine and right. home and homecoming outfits and all that. And I I don't have that car or those clothes. But if I, I can still have CDs, I can still have real estate. Right. You know what I mean, we gotta start we gotta start making it, you know, work for us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the reason why a lot of them drop out is because they um they don't they don't uh they're not prepared and then they're not it's the same reason why kids drop out of school, you know, high school. The kids have to feel connected and they have to feel a relationship with somebody in the school. So a yeah. lot of times, you know, they're not prepared academically. Then they don't feel connected to the school because they don't get involved because they're not being successful academically. And then, you know, a lot of our, our, our urban students are picking colleges that um, have diversity quotas, but don't have anything set up for them to be successful. And, 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 and they flounder because they're in, they're in environments that are not conducive to how they grew up. Right. So, you know, that's a, you know, that's an issue. You know, as well, too, um, when we left Dell State, you know, me, Ty, and Slice went to uh, uh, PWI, a predominantly white institution. Okay. For our master's degree. Okay. Uh, now, coming from Dell State and going there, it was like one of the worst two years of my life. Because <laughs> wow. it, wasn't, it wasn't nothing going on. 
you know, it was, it, you know, but luckily, you know, I had them and I had, right. you know, I knew my purpose while I was there because I was older. Right. But I saw a lot of the undergraduate students, you know, drop out, stay up there, you know, get caught up. Some of them got locked up because they up there selling drugs. But there was nothing there was nothing in place up there for them to say, you know, like, here's a place where you can feel safe. You know, you can't get back home. You're in a rural area. You're coming from an urban area. What do you do when it's 10 o'clock at night and everything shut down? But you used to being in a neighborhood. You can go to the Chinese store. You can go here. You can go right. Here. Right. You know, the regular shit. You know, when you're homesick, you eight, 10 hours away. Can't get back home. You know what I mean. They 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 want to. Some universities want to fill their quotas, but they don't put nothing in place for the minorities to be successful. That makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, that actually brings us into this to this whole this whole uh, this scandal, man. What you think about it, man? What you think about this uh, college admission scandal, man? Um, it's. It's interesting. It's what I mean, it, it didn't surprise me at all, though. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's what we already knew. It's just bringing it to light. Um, you know, for us, you know, we've always had, you know, for 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 minorities, it's all we always had to, you know, work two, three uh, times twice as hard as you know our you know other counterparts. Right. Um, yeah, it is it, 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 it was it, it was crazy because they were like. A kid never played lacrosse, but they have a lacrosse scholarship, and yeah, it it was it it was just yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, it's been going on it's been going on for years. But what I really don't understand is like, if you went to college, right? So like, if our students wanted, if our kids wanted to go to Dell State, you're pretty much they're pretty much going to be accepted because we went there. It's like a generational, like a legacy thing. Right. So why would you have to do that? in the first place and then it's a, like like everybody's been saying it's the reason why it, it needs to be affirmative action there's a reason why those things were put in place because you know um we don't always get a fair shape on, on being or we access to the same things um so but I'm, I'm but i'm glad for hbcus in places like dell state and where we went because you know um they're gonna accept you with open arms, no matter where you come from, you know. Right. And, and right. USC and you know USC and all those places were good, and you know all those things were, were cool. And Harvard with all those places was cool, but you know I've beaten out people that went to Ivy League schools for different jobs, and I'm coming from Dell State, so right. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. Right. It, it's, it's just sad, man, that people. It's just it's sad that people take away spots from people just because of privilege, right? right. You know, because of white privilege, right. you know, you, you have all of the money to send your child, like to send your child to private school. Like I'm on a payment plan for private school for my daughter, for her to get. Right. And, and, and they I, out here doing the bullshit. You're a movie, you're a movie star. You could, you could, you could pay for private school. 10. You have the money and the resources to make sure that your child is academically prepared and that can that can uh qualify for any admissions criteria and then you have like you said the little kevin or the little kareem this mom working two or three jobs to get them prepared and they shut out because you given 30 or forty thousand dollars right. it just doesn't it's just not right i'm glad that it's coming to light 
Um, but we also know that, you know, it's coming to light, but, but where is going to be the actual change? Like, are there going to be laws put in place? Right. Or is this grow over two, three years from now and another 10 years from now, we, we hear the scandal again. Right. All right. That's, Cause that's, a, Cause like you say, it's already been happening. Yeah, it's been happening. You know, we, 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 we know it. It's, it's been happening. You know, privilege, privilege has been around for years. Um, just now through through social media and through more uh, through more media outlets and more people being vocal, more people are putting the highlight on privilege. More people are speaking out against privilege. You know, for more than when we were uh, than we were coming up. And like I said, social media now has helped to you know put a spotlight on privilege as well um but it, it it's 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 sad because at the end of the day whenever you whenever you whenever you look at these things and you manipulate these things like that you always got to think about kids right so so there's some college students that well deserving students that deserved and worked their tail off right and didn't get accepted because their parents didn't have the financial resources and backing of somebody else that has privilege right and then like i said too like like i said too those families have the resources where they don't even need backdoor channels. And, like and these not no and, and these not no cheap schools though. I mean we talking about Yale, University of Southern California, Georgetown, UCLA, Wake Forest, Stanford, University of San Diego, uh, San Diego. It's like these ain't no small schools. Nope. But their parents are millionaires, Kev. So they had the money to give them the proper K to 12 education to get into the schools. And I know some of the schools are competitive. You know, Wake Forest is competitive. Stanford, USC, those schools are really competitive to get in. But you also had, like, you had the resources from even before kindergarten, preschool. You had the resources to send them to the top-notch preschools, the top, so that even though they might didn't get into USC or Stanford, they still would have got into those top-tier schools just based off of the resources and, and, and the resources that you put into your child throughout the educational process. Right. There's no need to there's no need to do that at all. There's no need to do that, especially when you have the resources. I mean, Slim, they paid this dude, they paid this dude, uh uh what's his name? Singer. They paid this dude 25 million, Slim. To 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 bribe, funnel money in, athletic directors. I mean, just all types of shit. I mean, this shit, 25 million? I mean, not one, you know, not one family, but groups of families totaling hey. $25 million. That's crazy. And then you got kids, you got kids that, that's been busting they hump, working, love, like love the sport of lacrosse or volleyball or whatever. Right. You know, really, really put the work in, you know, like they went to summer camps, sacrificed their summers, you know, got up at six o'clock in the morning to do the workouts and do whatever. And you mean to tell me that they don't get in just because, and then you're going to give it to Scotia, but somebody that can't even tell you the rules of lacrosse. Exactly. Or the don't, rules even, of don't, don't even know what the rules are. Don't even know what the stick look like. <laughs> never even played, right? Never, never even played. Can't tell you not one rule, not, not the score can. Now, probably never even watching no ESPN again. But they, and they taking it all because of privilege. And, and that's, you know, as an educator, that's what I always come back to is that, you know, like, this is all well and good. And, and, and we, you know, we're glad we bring it into light. But look who we hurting. Like, we, we robbing kids of opportunities. And that's, and that's, you know, 
And that's that's the sad part. And then like I said, you know, what's 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 come come of it? Jail time is cool or, or finding the finding the parent finding the people, firing the people. You know, all those athletic directors that are getting fired, they're gonna lay low for two years or they're gonna get, you know, some type of severance package. And then they're gonna be in another institution. Yeah, Again, so where are where are the you know where are the where are the protocols and and rules and regulations to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Oh, they gonna have like to. That? I mean, it's 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 a few people that soon, so they gonna have to do something. Because I know the 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 coach, um, the tennis coach at Georgetown quit his job at Georgetown and went to another school. So, um, yeah, they gonna have to do something because he left he left Georgetown and went to went to University of Rhode Island, I think. And he just quit at University of Rhode Island when all of this stuff came out because he was still getting okay. money funneled in or whatever. So okay. they're gonna have to definitely put something in place, definitely. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. So to, to to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Right. So what? Wo, so wo, what do you think about Dr. Dre though? I mean, do you think Dr. Dre should have posted that his daughter got in and yeah and and and, 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 and through the shade, or you think he should have just? you know, did what he did, left it up there, because I was confused about why he even deleted the post. I'm like, I mean, you you gave you gave money to the school, you know, in, in 2013, but what does that have to do with now? Your daughter got in. If you say she got in, she got in. I mean, but he did those shade, but I'm like, I mean, people do that shit all the time, so why not just keep it up there? Um, why I mean, he, uh, he might have deleted it because, you know, he was could you know, he couldn't deal with the backlash. You know, maybe he didn't want to, you know, starnish or tarnish or take away from, from his daughter's accomplishment. Yeah. Um, you know, like, um, he probably was a proud dad. I would have kept it up and just I'm dealt just, with whatever. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tired of people feeling like they always got to think about what social media say. I'm like, man, uh, speak your mind. I mean, yeah, but, you know, that's that's the world we live in now. You know, um, you know, people, 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 keep stuff in drafts or they worry about what people say. I would have kept it up because at the end of the day, it's my that's daughter. That, yeah, that's her she, accomplishment. Yeah. She, she accomplished it. She accomplished it. And it's, there's a difference between, you know, I'm a musician and I donate $50,000 to the music program at USC as opposed to my kid did nothing. Like, they, my kid did nothing and I'm donating money to her to get a back door in. If she went through the process, her grades were cool. Right. You know, there's, there's a difference between donating money and using money, faking scholarships and things. They don't even compare. Right. You know what I mean? They don't and even. That's compare. how they was on the news. They was on the news trying to throw that in there. You know, oh, he paid seven. He gave the school seventy million. Why wouldn't they let her in? I'm like, man, come on, man. If one ain't got enough, one ain't got nothing to do with the other. Come on, man. Don't even compare. And I would have. I would have, um, I probably would have, then I would have second that, I would have put in, I would have put up all the places she got accepted to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, like, like, okay, yeah, I donated, but my daughter could have went X, Y, and Z. She chooses to go to USA. Right. So, you know that, but you know, social media, man, and the pressure and the way that people, people are so, like, insensitive. I, 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 I love social media. I'm going to say I love it. I like social media, but I hate it at the same time. Because it, it, it um it's good to keep in touch and do different things, but you know, some of it is so some of it is so negative that you gotta have you kinda have to like filter it, you know what oh, I mean? Oh absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So 
you know, so it, it you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's very, you know, you could use it for positive, you know, for platforms, you know, um, different things like that. And, and, it, and it's informative, too, to some degree, if you can, you know, know what's real and fake. But then there's the other side of it, too, of, like, the fighting videos and the negativity. The and dumb shit. I hate watching that dumb shit. Yeah, you know, or, like, you know, you can't even post – you can't even post a picture of you and you and you and your child because, like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. I already know what I'm supposed to do, but I want to post. I'm, I'm ha- I want to celebrate me and my kid. You know what I mean? It's something. so much. It's <laughs> so much backlash that it's just it's crazy. You know, sometimes it stops people from it stops people from doing it. But you know, you got to understand the flip side that the picture that you might post of you and your kid might be a motivation for somebody that's not doing it to now do it. Exactly. That's always the point. That's always my point whenever I post them. That's always generally my point, because you just never know who who would gravitate and and, and grab on hold of what you're saying or what you're doing. Or or we we just don't know somebody else's, you know, situation. I remember remember a while back when I was posting encouraging words every morning, like, you know, every day. And I just stopped because life was, you know, pulling me so many different places. And it was so many people inboxing me, Slim, like, hey, whatever word of encouragement this morning. I was like, oh, damn, I ain't need think people was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And attention yeah. to it. And they was. So, absolutely. But then you'll get, then you'll get the other person who's like, who can't think he is now? He a philosopher? He this, he that? Right. right. And, oh. I mean, but for me, I mean, but for me, you know, I, I, take, I take both with a grain of salt because I feel like everybody who knew me, by the time I got up to Dale State, look at me now, and they look at me totally different. You know, Kev, you know, I know you. I know you don't care one way or the other. You know what I'm but saying? It's, but it's just like, you know, like, and even if he did, and even if he, and even if you did think you're philosopher, we grown as men and grown individuals. He, you know, if he, if it's making a change, that's the good thing. It shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, you know, that's just, you know, it's just, that's just the downfalls, like you said, of social media. I know you don't care. Okay, we ain't cared about Nothing. In, in regards to that, you know, you know what I mean. In regards to that, yeah, yeah, it was nothing. That's crazy. <laughs> but there was yeah. some good times, though, man. So, man, man, listen, man. Sure. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, man. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to find a few other topics, man, to get you on, man, because I feel like the perspective is always has always been there, regardless of. You know, even even some of the talks that we had on campus when we had, you know, shit going on, we all yeah, yeah. talked to oh. each other. You know what I'm saying? That was the one thing that I think I mainly respected um, you for because, I mean, even though you might have had your side, you allowed me to say my side, that we kind of met in the middle. So I'm definitely going to keep trying to, you know, get some topics on here so I can get some different type of people on here to get some different perspectives because I can't do it all by myself. So when I yeah, get guests cool. like y'all to come cool. on, man, it's perfect, yeah. Oh, man, you know I'm all Kev. You know I'm always down to support, man. I'm always, you know, you know I'm always. Cause even back then, man, I, I'm just even my way in education, man. I just, you know, you learn from dialogue and you learn from each other. So you know, so I'm I've always been that way of like whether it's not not arguing or debating, but I you learn from you learn from each other from communication and learning different perspectives. So I think that's you know, and then you know we we just you know we was loud and had big mouths, so we was gonna automatically oh, sure. connect. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so we was gonna, we was gonna, we was gonna connect anyway. <laughs> that's true. I mean, and, and 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 I mean, and it's like now it's cool that we can laugh about it now, but people don't understand, man. The type of 
the type of headaches we had in school, man. It was just, it was, it was, I mean, it, it was fun. But then it's, when I think about some stuff, I'll be like, damn, I ain't necessarily had to go like that. Or I ain't necessarily had to do that. But that's just my, my wisdom thinking now. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all of it, all of it, man, all of it is part of the journey, man, to get us where we supposed to be. Right. You know, and all of that. You know, there's, there's, you know, I don't regret too much there, but it was, yeah, I'm like, you know, sometimes I would sit back like, man, we was really like wilding. But, you know, if it, if I didn't have it, then I wouldn't have a perspective I, I got now. So, you right. know, it all works out. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Man, well, look, man, I appreciate you coming through, man. Like I say, man, I, I definitely appreciate it. Man. Okay. Anytime. And so, and so whenever I got something else coming up, man, I'm going to definitely hit you up and let you know, man. And let me know for sure. Okay. Have man, enjoy the rest of your night, man. Be safe out there. Well, thanks, Ken. Thanks for thanks for the opportunity, man. Inviting me on. I appreciate it. No problem, Chad.